why I love Christmas. Any Christmas lovers in the house? That's all? Thanks. Anyway, I'm going to tell you. It starts with music. I love Christmas music. I love the carols. I love the songs. I love Bing Crosby. He's a little old for, my, for me, but I love him anyway, singing White Christmas. That's awesome stuff. I love uh, getting together with family and uh, the times that we have together that way. I love gifts. I love giving them, and I love getting them. Let's see the hands. Yeah, that's a different response there, right, people? Uh, I love memories of when I was a child. You know, we would get up really, really early on <clears throat> Christmas morning, and we would wait and wait and wait for our parents to wake up. Then finally what happened, we'd be at the top of the stairs, and, and when we were given permission, we'd run downstairs to see if Santa had come, and he always came. It was amazing. We loved it. And the gifts that we would get, we were blessed. You know, I love the lights on houses, and I love the height, lights on trees. Um, I love it all. I even love snow until Christmas. After that, no more. I don't want to see this stuff. I love... Frosty and Santa and Rudolph and I even love Mr. Scrooge. It's all good. I can't think of anything bad about Christmas. But what I want to talk to you about tonight um, is what I love the most, and that is what Christmas has come to mean for me. And I'd like to share that with you. I want to use a verse from John chapter 5. You've heard it read already, but I want to read it again. Um, John is, has been speaking of Jesus and describing him in remarkable terms. But then he writes this, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. What do you think about that? The light, referencing Jesus. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You know, in the day of Jesus, when Jesus was born, um, the world was a pretty dark place in which to live. Um, the Roman oppression uh, and dictatorial rule was in place. Uh, it was a rule that was brutal, it was violent, it was oppressive. Um, and really that overshadowed the lives of Mary and Joseph and Jesus and all who were there in that day. Um, slavery, the evil of slavery was common. People lived in poverty. They were so incredibly taxed, they didn't have money for themselves. And this violence, crucifixion was just one of many ways which the Romans used to control the people through intimidation. And John writes into that context and he says that a light has shined in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it you know the reality is i think if we will think about it just for a little while the reality is that we still live in a world where darkness exists i don't know whether you watch the news or listen to it or read it or how you get it but just listen to the news on any given day and you will hear about the reality of this world of ours and the fact that it's still in darkness. People killing people. Um, violence again and again and again. Abuse in its various forms. There's still poverty. There are many places in the world where oppression still happens and people are controlled in that fashion. And I think if we were really honest with ourselves as well, we'd recognize that there's darkness in the human heart. At least there is in mine. You know, when we speak uh, in less than kind terms about people who have bothered us, when out of pride we compare ourselves to other people, we lift ourselves up and we put them down so that we might look good. Um, you know, when, 
when we are jealous of someone who has something which we don't have and we want it and sometimes you know we are hurt and, and, and resentment and bitterness and even hate take root in our hearts don't they and we hold grudges against people and we desire revenge against them we want to hurt them back it's a reality and then sometimes the darkness is experienced we experience it through emotional pain depression and anxiety and fear loneliness it's there the darkness exists in the human heart and it starts to move out of us doesn't it into our relationships into our homes into our places of work into our neighborhoods you see darkness begets darkness doesn't it and the world is as it is but what John does this this author who knew Jesus so intimately what he does is to tell us that in Jesus because of Jesus coming a light has come in to the darkness of this world and that light came to overcome the darkness I want to illustrate this for you today <clears throat> and I want to use these candles that's why I had to come and light them earlier now you know uh, we're not overly traditional in many ways at IPC, but one tradition we hold on to is lighting Advent candles. The last four Sundays in the season of Advent, we light a candle which represents that which Christ brings into the world, love and joy and peace and hope. Um, and they represent that, and ultimately we come on a night like tonight, tonight when we want to write, light the Christ candle, representing his presence with us. Well, what I want to do tonight, and I hope it doesn't shock anybody, but I want to blow out the candles. And I want us to think about the reality of darkness without love and without joy and without peace and without hope. The light has come into the world because darkness has reigned and darkness still is with us. And I hope you're comfortable with this, but I want to illustrate this further by having the lights uh, in this room turned off. They're just for a little while, it'll be brief, we'll all sit in darkness women get your purse and hold it closed guys hand on the wallet I know some of the people in this room it won't last long believe me but I want the lights could you turn the lights down guys please and we're going to have these lights uh, extinguished as well and I want us to sit here for a minute and I want to invite you to think about the darkness in your life I don't know whether I've spoken to an emotion that you struggle with I don't know whether there is hatred and revenge in your heart. I don't know whether it's just pride or jealousy, but it's there. And we live in this world of darkness when much happens that uh, we don't really want to happen. But what John wrote that was that into this world of darkness, a light has come. And I light the Christ candle. I light the candle of love that came the love of God came into this world with him the joy of God and the peace of God and the hope that comes to us because the Lord has come slowly as our eyes adjust we begin to see one of the things I want you to note as that happens is that light overcomes darkness every time. You can't have light in a room that is overcome by darkness. No, light overcomes the darkness. 
Jesus came into the world to dispel darkness, to do away with it, to extinguish it. Can I put it that way? Jesus came into the world so that someday the evil which produces the darkness will be no more. And we will only know the light of Christ in this world and in our lives. You know, when light comes, I'm going to ask the lights to go back on now, please. When the light of Christ comes into someone's life, they, they begin to see. They begin to see. They begin to see God in him. You know, a lot of people ask the question, you know, this God in heaven, what's he like? Who is he? I mean, could you describe him to me? What the Bible says that if you want to know God and about God and see God, all you have to do is open the Bible and read about Jesus because according to John, at the verses prior to the one I read to you, Jesus is the eternal Son of God who is the creator of all that exists. If you want to know about God, look at Jesus. And we also sometimes, when the light of Christ shines in our lives, we, we come to this place where we start to see our own darkness in a new way. And we recognize it's there, and even though we might not want it there, we see it. And the light of Christ also opens our eyes to see the opportunity that we have for something different in life with him. If we will trust him, if we will believe in him and follow him. I want to tell you, my friends, when the light of Christ shines into the darkness of our lives, it, it brings and he brings change. And there's a, the story I want to tell you about. It's a real story, an illustration of the point I'm trying to make to you about how darkness in this world can experience light, at least for a time. It happened at uh, the beginning of the First World War, Christmas Eve, 1914. The war had only been fought for five months. But already there were soldiers in trenches facing one another with no man's land in the middle, or much bloodshed and much death had already happened in that place. You had the British and Canadians and the French and others on one side, and you had the Germans and their allies on the other. Well, it just so happened that at Christmas Eve, 1914, there was a lull in the fighting. It wasn't a lull because of Christmas Eve. It was simply because the generals were rethinking their strategy and, and planning their next assaults and so forth. And that night grew quiet. And as the soldiers were in the trenches, recognizing the night that was, they began to hear the singing of the enemy both of them as their enemy sang Christmas carols in the trenches it didn't take that long until one brave soldier uh, stuck his head up out of the trench and looked to see what was happening on the other side and soon realized with others that he wasn't being shot at and one by one heads popped over the edge and in time the soldiers climbed out of the trenches and they moved to the middle of no man's land and they greeted each other they shook hands and the they exchanged trinkets, you know, they, they uh, gave gifts to one another, essentially. Souvenirs, if you would. Um, they ended up singing those carols together in their own language. The next day, uh, there was a prisoner swap, and they played soccer together. And I don't know anything about that soccer game except for the fact that the Canadians didn't win. Because Canadians can't play soccer like Europeans, right? Not yet. Not yet. Talk about a moment when the light shone in the darkness and there was peace. Well, at the end of the day, they all went back to their trenches and the next morning, they began trying to kill them, each other again. 
They step back into the darkness of this world. You know what the Bible says, that a day will come when this same Jesus who came as a little infant, a child, a vulnerable baby, born in Bethlehem, will come again. But he will come again in power and in glory. He will come and he will rule and he will reign in this earth and there will be no more war and there will be no more killing. There will be no more abuse or oppression or violence. Because of him a day will come when light will forever overcome the evil and the darkness that evil brings. And that will be a good day, won't it? I want us to think too about how the light of Christ can shine into our darkness. See, that's why I like the Scrooge story. You know, this grumpy old man, this negative critical man, this cheap guy who talked bah humbug all the time. But I love this story because his eyes were opened. I know it was through some ghostly visitations, which we don't bother with tonight. But the reality is, it's a story of redemption. It's a story of life change. What I want to tell you tonight, my friends, is, is this. When people encounter the light of Christ, when the light of Christ shines into the heart of a human being, the darkness is overcome and lives are changed. They really are. I've seen it in myself and I've seen it in dozens and in hundreds of people. It is real. You know, and as we come to believe in this one named Jesus, this person um, who came to the earth so long ago, and, and as we encounter his presence and his, his spirit in our lives, we are made new by the presence and by the power of God. Now, it's not that these people, I guess I'm speaking personally, but it's not that we are made perfect or our lives are made perfect. We're not, and our lives still are filled with struggle and heartache at times. But God begins to work, and God begins to change us. Something happens. You know, people who maybe once were ready to say unkind words are not so eager to do it anymore because they recognize the person that they see in a new way who has bothered them as actually someone dearly loved by God. People who were once proud find themselves experiencing a little more humility in life because they realize they are no better than anyone else. They see it now. Jealousy begins to fade as we become incredibly thankful for what our God has given to us, what he's done for us in Jesus, let alone all the blessings he's given us uh, in life. We grow content with what we've got. Thankful. And all that bitterness and resentment and even hatred, the grudge-keeping and, 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 and so forth, the, 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 the desire for revenge, it all begins to lose its power as God begins to enable us to forgive in a way that we never were able to forgive before. See, my friends, God in us, God, the light of Christ shining in our lives can change us. Those who struggle emotionally with depression, with fear, or with anxiety, they can find healing in Christ. It's real. Peace comes instead of anxiety, and courage comes instead of fear, and hope comes instead of depression. See, as the light of Christ shines, we see our need of repentance and we confess our sin before God and we find forgiveness in Jesus. And we begin to see God is not a God of judgment and condemnation, a God who is harsh and punitive. We start to see 
that God is a God of love who is eager and ready to save us from our darkness. And in that moment, we invite Christ, or at least we can if we choose, we invite Christ into our lives so that his life just shines brightly, so that the darkness is overcome, so that in the end, we are changed. I told you earlier I would read you the Christmas story, and I want to do that now. The, the story, actually, of the birth of Jesus from Luke chapter 2. This is the story of the light, capital L, coming into the world. I have a question for you, or two, I want you to consider as I read this passage, a famous passage of Scripture. Number one, I would like you to note what it has to say about who Jesus was and is. Did you do that? And secondly what he would do when he came. And then what I'd like you to do, as you think about the shepherds, and I'll read that story about how they responded to what they heard. So listen to this, Luke 2, 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The, April, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. What did the text say about the light of the world? Well, that he would come as Savior. And he would save us from the darkness. That he would come and he would bring peace. That he would come and he would give us joy. Anybody interested? You know? And what did the shepherds do? Well, the shepherds quickly went to see if everything that they had been told was actually true. I've got a question for you. 
Now that you have heard about the light of the world, this one named Jesus, whom the Bible claims to be the eternal Son of God, would you do what the shepherds did? Particularly for those people here who may never have really grappled with these things before. Maybe you're someone for whom this is new and you don't quite understand it all, but you're intrigued. Would you do what the shepherds did? Would you go and see for yourself if all of these things which have been spoken to you about Jesus is indeed true? You know, the reality is, my friends, darkness is real. But I believe with all of my heart what the Bible says. The light of the world is real. He lives. And the light of the world overcomes the darkness wherever it is found. The Lord Jesus can live in your life. Very simply, very simply, we come into his presence and we say, hey, I might not understand everything, Lord, but I pray that you'll forgive my sin and I pray that you'll come into my life. I invite you, Lord, to shine the light, your light, into my heart. Dispel the darkness and bring the changes that I long to know. That can be you, my friends. This is the message. This is the reality of Christmas. Let's pray.